Welcome to the Staff Lounge. Uh, good morning and welcome. We are talking today about summer school options. Yeah. Um, we came up with four different options. I'm just going to highlight them. Okay, four different types. Types yeah. or options depending on what state you live in. You, Some states have different ones. Yeah, you don't want to start with our this or that? Yeah, we will, but I'm just going to give them the titles, just as the introduction. So we have our traditional, we'll go into that. We have our ESY, we have our camp-like ones, that's the one I'm interested in, and we have our safety net slash canned curriculum style summer school. But before we go deeper into those, we're going to talk about some this or that. Yes, and this one is not really school related. It's just us and things we like. Okay. Okay. And I'm, it's kind of has a food theme because oh. I was thinking about classroom snacks. Oh. And then I kind of went off from that. So, uh, sweet or salty, Marcy? Sweet. Me too. <laughs> totally. All these people are like, I'm a salty person. Oh, no, no. I'm like, yeah, girl, you're salty. Yeah, you're but... salty, but not in a good way. <laughs> Definitely sweets for me, too. Mm -hmm. um, this one's kind of a no-brainer for us. Uh, coffee or tea? Yeah, coffee. You can hear my iced coffee in the background. Coffee for me as well, though I do like iced tea. But coffee would be my mm. choice almost always. I like the sweet tea at Cane's. That's my only tea. <laughs> okay. M&M's um, or Skittles? So think uh, of those types. M&M's. Totally. Skittles me, are too sticky. Me too. I don't really like um, most of those candies like Skittles or Mike and Ike's or the like the fruity, like... the fruity ones. I don't, oh. I'm not a big fan of some of those fruity, sticky. Yeah. yeah. I don't like something like you're going to have to. Yeah. Like Starburst and they get stuck in your teeth. I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. Um, I would choose M&M's as However, well. However, what kind of M&M is your favorite? Peanut butter. Oh, high five. Me too. Although right now at the store, you can get a bag of M&M's that is a combo pack. Like, they're mixed, and it's peanut butter, peanut, and regular, and they're all in a bag together. Ooh, like trail mix. Kind of, but without all that <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> my favorite part of the trail mix. Yeah, so mm. those are pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, ice cream or cake? I'm going to say... Ooh, that, this one's a thinker, everyone. This one is tough because <laughs> I am not a cake person. I'm a frosting person. Mm, me Brian too. Brian and I will get a piece of cake and he'll eat the cake part and just leave me all the frosting. It's my favorite thing. That's I'm awesome. going to have to say cake, but not cake, just the frosting. Um, buttercream or that whipped type? Ew, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. But I, <laughs> but I do love the buttercream. I'm ice cream over cake. I really? love ice cream. Well, I know in Mexico you were all about the ice cream. Too. I absolutely love ice cream. What is your favorite kind of ice cream? Peanut butter and chocolate. Really? Mm-hmm. And you know what I do is like, so I have a tub of the Tillamook uh, chocolate peanut butter at home. Mm -hmm. So I put some of that in a bowl and then I also get a spoonful of peanut butter and I like mash it into it. Really? Yeah. Kind of like they do at Cold Stone, but yeah. I do it, you know, just JC yeah. style at my house. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'm just a straight up coffee ice cream person. Mm. My very favorite, if I had to pick one, is the, um, dang it. Uh, Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream. Mm, there's a good Java chip one that I've had. Mm. Uh, a place here in town called Wild Scoops mm -hmm. has uh, what they call a black Oreo, which is um, coffee ice cream with Oreos in it. Oh. Yeah, and it's okay. made with local coffee. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, just a couple more questions. 
breakfast, yes or no? No. I know you're not a breakfast person. I'm really not. I'm just a coffee person. I'm a yes because with how much coffee I drink, I have to have some food in me. Well, I'm an early lunch person. I like okay. to eat lunch about 11 or 11.30. Okay. Well, that's kind of breakfasty. Last one. Big question. Steak. I knew it was going to be Ribeye or filet? Ribeye. Me too. Girl. Man. Mm. Although the other night we got some T-bones from yeah. the local grocer. And the uh, the tenderloin on it was so big, and they were delicious. Really? They were so good. In the fridge right now, we my husband is dry aging, and we've got one big prime, U.S. prime that is going to make 15 or 16 steaks. Wow. And it is due on the 4th of August as a 35-day dry age. And we started one yesterday because, well, you know, I'm going to run out of steak. So the other one is just a day in. So in 34 days, we'll have I'm still one. saying he needs to hit up Pat so that Pat can make these for me. He needs to learn. Dude, Remember? Easy. We should have a game night and we'll just talk about game as in meat. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I know that you and Pat have that bond over your yes, steak. But do. I also like steak. Yeah. I would not mind if he made some dry age for us. Well, Brian could teach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We talked teach, about teach it. Pat yeah. how to do but it. you made some yesterday. Whatever. We did. Mm, Whatever. Mm, mm, All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about summer school. Um, before we start, have you ever taught <clears throat> summer school? No. Okay, I have um, maybe four years mm. I've done summer school. Okay. So I have that little bit of experience, I suppose. But mm. anyway, um, so I've seen in my experience, like, there's four different types of summer school that we yep. can talk about. Okay. Um, I'd say the first one is kind of what people think traditional summer school, like you're in middle school or high school, and you didn't do your work, and you failed a class, and you need to make up those credits. Right. Um, this last year here in Anchorage, they gave everyone incompletes instead of fails. Right. And But still, they're going to summer school, and they have to make up that credit, yes. right? Yeah. So that's kind of your traditional... When people talk about summer school that are older, that's what I think they think of oftentimes. Yes. And I want to add to that that I know this summer, um, middle and high school, because it's all, it's, you know, it's face to face with the kids, but the kids are doing it online through Canvas. Okay. And um, if a kid cranks through the program and does well, then they can be done. They don't have to continue going meeting face to face so it's more at their own pace correct it's kind of like an independent study but they have to finish it in the summer yes they have to finish it during their it's nice that they did it that way because the kids that really do have the potential and were just kind of slacking off yep aren't gonna have to ruin their whole summer Absolutely, they kind of deserve them right yeah Mm. um the next one i want to talk about that we're not going to focus on is esy okay uh esy stands for extended school year Um, I did teach that one summer here in Anchorage. Um, Extended school year is totally just a special education program. And there are three ways that students can qualify who have IEPs. And um, not every student who has an IEP is guaranteed to get extended school year. And the goal of extended school year is it's like six to seven weeks long. And let's say um, the most popular way to qualify is called regression recoupment. Mm-hmm. And that means that a student regressed, which all students regress. I just want to start this with like, yep. 
everyone regresses when they're not in school. Yeah, okay? meaning that where you ended the year before, you may not still have that Yeah, knowledge. like when you come back after a break, you may not be exactly where you left off. Right. And everyone loses something. Yep. But... These students um, will not recoup or get it back as quickly as other students. Mm -hmm. And so teachers use data to show that. So those students qualify for extended school year and they'll get like the six weeks so that they don't have as much um, free time to regress. Mm -hmm. Another way you can qualify is called self-sufficiency. And that means that over the, um, the school year, like in order to keep uh, being able to do this like life skill you need to be in school mm -hmm. so a lot of those would be like behavior skills um like you need to be in a classroom learning that in order to keep functioning and i forget the third one which i know is horrible i should have looked it up but it's not one my students qualify yeah. under yeah um and so extended school year is just that and it's based on iep goals correct so it's for students yeah. with needs yeah and if your student got an f in something that doesn't mean you qualify right like there are specific data ways that you qualify. correct um and then the last two ways are ones that we see more in elementary school that we're going to talk about more today yeah so, but i want to go back to esy yeah. really quick because in esy the homeroom teacher the the teacher the special ed teacher provides materials Yes. For instruction. So at the end of the school year, like this last year, I think I sent all but two students to ESY. Mm -hmm. Or they all qualified. And so when they qualify, there's a whole bunch of paperwork to do. And we are supposed to, as their homeroom teacher, prep six weeks of work for them that goes along with the goals that they qualified on. Correct. Or that will just be work that they can work on while they're working on behavior goals or whatever. Right. Um... So and, it's not a summer school teacher that provides that necessarily. It isn't, but I'll tell you, like, I taught it one summer, and you have students coming from, like, eight different schools, and some teachers sent stuff, and some didn't, and you end up yeah. pulling this and that, but you are providing stuff, because not enough is sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of its own cluster. Right. Right. So <laughs> as we move to the elementary school um, styles... You have what we call your canned curriculum. It's a summer school that has very specific reading and writing goals, reading and writing standards, math goals yeah. and standards. And it's not unitized. It's not, it is, here's the materials you're going to be working through. And it's just chunking through stuff that has been difficult for these kids. It's more like we're scooping up with a safety net. Like we need them to get, to a certain well spot. an example is like this school year you know students um qualified for summer school based on how on their assessments right and then over summer school i'm pretty sure we might have to ask someone who's been teaching it but i'm pretty sure it's like this is what you're teaching yeah and all of these kids need this um it isn't a it isn't a chance to do fun things with the kids it is to help them catch up or at least stay where they were. Correct. Um, and it's usually a canned curriculum that is like research based and is going to catch them up. Yeah. So like one example, I'm just thinking of a sped curriculum, but like reading mastery is supposed to like do twice as fast for, um, you know, you can make two years growth in one year. Like they're going to be using some kind of program that will right. help them in that way. 
And there is some kind of, it's not a standardized test, but there is testing benchmarks along the yeah, way. Yeah, and for, they're assessing throughout. I mean, it's very much a school day. Right. It right. is not a come and have fun and get extra recess at Correct. all. Like, it is a school day. Yeah. For and sure. then the other kind um, is like what my son experienced down in Las Vegas. It's kind of the camp style. Um, it was five weeks of summer school, but every single week was a different unit. Uh, you know, there was camping, there was water, so they could do the water cycle or they could, you know, plant things and watch it grow and document the changes and it was covering reading, writing, and math, but it's however you want to, falling underneath that umbrella of that unit. Yeah, and it wasn't a, a certain curriculum. It nope. was, um, you are teaching, but do what you do. And yeah. that is great. Yeah. Um, I talked to him this morning, and some of the things that he liked about, about it is it, it gives, gives you educational freedom. freedom. Mm -hmm. That's a bonus. However, as a new teacher, you don't always have that. You know, it's not a duffel bag of, of tools, but you don't have the tools necessarily at your, you know, reach to be able to do something on, you know, uh, the world where you're talking about different cultures from around the world. So he had to do a lot of prep to yep. be able to have... Enough for reading, writing, math to cover, you know, circus theme or solar system um, for a whole week. Um, but also, they all the lessons needed to meet standards. So they're standards-based. They're not, you know, academically, like, grades per se. The other thing is the camp style didn't require the kids to commit to five weeks of summer school. Right. And that's something that mm -hmm. ours did this summer is that they could not come every day. They were not allowed to go or were right. encouraged not to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the cool thing about that is the kids that showed up wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, the families had the freedom to say, you know, we're supposed to be going and seeing our grandparents uh, you know, in the next state for this week. So we're not going to sign the kids up for school on that week, but they'll be there the week before and the week yeah. after. What I like about that style is like, whether it has units or not, because yeah. I used to do Title I summer school here in Anchorage, which um, was more this style, but wasn't unitized like that. But the goal is let's get these kids in school. Let's make sure they have food. Let's you know, you're doing what you can to help these families and help these kids and keep their education going and keep routines going. Yeah, the routine is critical. Yeah, and no matter how you do it, like, but it isn't based on you're going to come and you're going to get through this curriculum. And right. I think that's the nice thing. Even if you are using a curriculum for part of it, like, mm -hmm. that's not the overall goal of that type of summer school. Right. Really, it's more of that SEL component. Right. You are wanted. You are in a safe place. You are going to be fed. Yeah. You have a place to go. You're not just hanging out. You are with this teacher who cares for you. They are a safe person. Yeah. yeah. And, and just kind of a silver lining for that is, remember, we moved him from one school to the other. He was teaching summer school at his new school. So he's already got some people in the community who see him his kids are recognizing right. him it's just been a super cool kind of transition but i would love if i had these four to choose from 
I would love the camp style. Well, I'm sure most teachers would. I mean, it gives you some freedom to do what we were taught to do. Yeah. Right? I mean, fun, making things. teaching fun, being able to still hit all of the standards, still do reading, writing, math, science, social studies, because you have freedom to add those in. Right. Dur- during your unit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I do want to add on kind of to the, the pendulum talk, right? Like right now, um, the pendulum is on this complete end where everything is set up for gen ed teachers, right? Mm-hmm. In, in our public schools. You are teaching this for math. You are teaching this for reading. You will do it this long. This part is 15 minutes. I mean, it's so, yeah. um, it's Your so rigid. Your partner is going to be on page three, question four. Right. And so will and you. And so will you. And your students better be on the same page. And that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, which I do not like. Mm-hmm. I want some freedom. But I will tell you that the complete other end of the pendulum is also really difficult. Yeah. Like my first year teaching, there was a math curriculum, but there was no reading curriculum. And I had three grades. I taught third, fourth, and fifth. Mm -hmm. And they were like, do what you want for reading. Well, that is just as scary. Yeah. Because you have nothing to go off of and you're a new teacher, you know? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I like when the pendulum is, is hovering near the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. you have a curriculum that you could, that you are encouraged to use, you're supposed to use, but you may, you know, have yeah. some freedom with it. Like, I think that is kind of where we need to be. And I, um, like, I wouldn't mind that kind of summer school. Like, hey, we want you to use this, but use it how you want. If you don't want to use that first theme, use this theme. Use right. something and then play off of it. Right. You know. Um, I... <laughs> I've been known in my old age experience, I've been known to call the pendulum a wrecking ball. <laughs> because legitimately, yeah. it it sometimes is. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you should be able to kind of move the pendulum as you want. I just think both extremes are really rough. Yeah. And when I was a they new are. teacher and it was... Just do what you want. Oh, do you want to do literature circles? Do literature circles. Do you have books? I was like, no. (laughs) Well, and as a new teacher to the private school sector, I am going to tell you, it is just as terrifying because just talking to other people in the same setting, they're like, oh, well, we did these two chapters, but we didn't do the rest of them. You can do whatever you want. And it was like, Okay, but how do you know that where I'm picking up in fourth grade with this curriculum, you guys have prepared the kids enough for me to pick up where I'm supposed to pick up? There is some safety in knowing that, like, your kids completed this whole one level of it so that they have the prior knowledge necessary to start. And so for me, it's kind of been a little bit of, I'm going to say it, PTSD of, like, I was on the other end where you have to be saying this line when I walk out of your room at 1045 and walk into your teaching partner's room at 1046, they're going to the next sentence um, to, yeah, well, we pick and chose. It's a little terrifying because it's like, I'm going to have to do some very specific, like, instruction with my kids to find out where they're at because just because they're fourth graders doesn't mean they've had the structured instruction that they needed to be able to pick up this social studies book and go on to the next well and that's why if the pendulum is there like where you can kind of do what you want like that's where that vertical planning is so important absolutely i mean 
Um, but looking at summer school, yeah, like I'm jealous that Alex got to do that. You know, I mean, how much fun is that? Exactly. And I kind of felt ESY was kind of that way in that I was thrown in with these kids and they were like, meet their goals. And it was like, ah, right. You know, like, so I ended up having to be like, all right, we're going to do weather for this month yeah, because I can do all of these goals, but have weather to at least. So you unitized. I had to because... I had no idea how to work with these students from these eight different buildings doing all these different things. Right. But all of their goals were more behavior, you know? So, like, Mm -hmm. I had to come up with something academic to kind of guide the day. Sure. You know, because you can't just, behavior doesn't just Well, and take a great group of kids and you put them in a situation where... There isn't any structure, and you're going to have problems. You're going to have behavior. Right, and no familiarity. Like, these (laughs) are kids from special education programs who had... Across the district. Right, across the district who had TAs they knew, teachers they knew, related service providers they knew, in classrooms they were familiar with. And then all of a sudden, the bus drops them off in a new building with new kids, new adults, and we just expect it to go okay. Right. And, and what we have to remember is oftentimes these kiddos are familiar with those teachers for multiple years oh, at yeah. a time. If there's going to be a new a transition to another level or a new teacher, there's months of planning and communication and preparation. Yeah. And you, the TA maybe has walked them into the new teacher's room or they've had a shared special yeah. with somebody. Or, or they've made, I mean, I've seen it where teams have made whole books for this kid. Like, yes. I'm going to have a new te- like new social stories. I'm going to have a new teacher. My new teacher is blank and there's pictures. Yes. And it's, this is my new classroom. And they read the book every day for weeks. Yes, multiple times yeah. a day. But at ESY, they're just like, plop! Have Good fun. luck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're laughing, but it's not funny. It was not funny. And, and, and what we have to remember is kids are involved in these summer programs, these summer schools, these summer routines or camp situations for a reason. Yes. And, and sometimes the political or business side of it actually sets them up for failure in just that situation. Yeah. So I love summer school. I love the thought of summer school. I've always just been so busy in the summer that I just have never done it. Yeah, you know, the times I did it, um, I definitely learned things. My first summer school was a Title I summer school, the summer before I started teaching. They needed someone, and they were like, hey, you're going to be at this title school in the fall. Do you want to start early? And yeah. I was like, Okay, like yeah. I just jumped in sure. and um, I learned a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it was more like what Alex's was. Like we had a reading program we were supposed to use, but otherwise, it was up to us Fair what game. we did, you know. And um, the kids got fed, they got library time, they got recess, they yeah. had a safe place to go, and I learned a lot. Well, you know, recess is great, but we don't think about in Alaska. We don't think about Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> summer school or las vegas yeah yeah i said arizona nevada nevada recess doesn't happen in the summer Mm-mm. because it's 117 degrees yep it's like january in alaska right but the opposite problem <laughs> yeah uh yeah so anyways we always have to as human beings think about how other people 
have to do their jobs. And in education, we work so closely with so many different people, adults and children, family groups, single groups, and Mm -hmm. our programs, whether they're during the school year or whether they're summer programs, we have to keep in mind it's the same thing, just on a different scale. Yeah. And I totally appreciate all the people that are willing to give up a chunk of their summer to keep these kids safe. I don't really think... This is my personal opinion. I don't really think six weeks in the summer is going to make or break it for a kid academically. Like, I think them going and being exposed is good, but they're not going to gain a grade level. I mean, they're... But I appreciate that they are being kept safe. They are getting food. I mean, these are the kids that I think about, the ones that you worry being at home all the time. Yeah. You know, and I'm not even talking about the families that don't have it together. Like, even good families. Like, kids get bored in the summer. Mm -hmm. Like, this keeps them active and um, engaged in something. And I appreciate all the adults that are willing to keep going with that. Absolutely. I mentally couldn't have this year. No, I, well... I mentally can't yet. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have never done summer school. And part of it has been that, you know, at the beginning, I was a teacher, obviously, and a single parent. My summertime, I finally got to spend time with my own children. And I mean, I kind of ran my summers like a school and we did something. I tried, we tried to do something different every day. And the, the time for me mentally was critical. And now that my kids are gone, it's even more critical for me mentally. Well, I mean, we couldn't have gone to Mexico if you were teaching summer school. Well, we traveled to Vegas. We, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to go to your family if they're not here. Yeah. Yeah, we I both. Mean, you went I to did Reno. too, yeah. Yeah. So I say we just save our summers for traveling. <laughs> I agree. But I do, I mean... The teacher champions that do summer school. I mean, more power to them. Hats off to you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We will be back next week. With another topic we don't know yet. With another topic and some laughter. Lots of laughter. Thank you, guys.